Welcome everybody to episode number 14 of the Average Jake Firefighter podcast. I'm your host, as usual, Robbie Owens from the Average Jake Firefighter blog. I'm super excited to bring you this interview with my good friend Ben Martin. In this episode, we're going to be talking about the Fire Ground Commander Conference that's coming to Henrico County, Virginia at the Henrico Theater in March of 2019. Uh, In this episode, me and Ben are going to talk about uh, how he came up with the conference, all of the things that go into the conference, all the things you're going to get if you come to the conference, and we're going to like detail each speaker. I do have to apologize a little bit. The audio is a little bit off. The microphone Ben was using uh, was a little bit wonky. I believe he was using his car mic as he was driving, and uh, there is a break where we lost phone signal, and I had to restart the audio, so there may be a little break in there. So uh, don't think that the podcast ended uh, at a point where it didn't. So uh, I just want to apologize that I think I edited it good enough, but uh, I'm getting better at the editing software. But I want to, you know, always apologize because I want to bring you guys quality podcasts. I don't want you to spend an hour of your time listen to, listening to garbage. So I'm trying to bring the best audio that I can. Uh, you know, Anchor is a great, great software. It's easy to use, but sometimes I'm still learning it because I haven't had to do as much editing as I had to do for this episode. So please just bear with me. I think if you, if you stick this episode out, you're going to get some great, great information. And again, the Fireground Commander Conference going to be really, really great. I'm so excited for it. Uh, you know, so excited to be a big part of it, and it's just going to be really, really great. Before we get started with the interview with Ben, though, uh, I want to address something that's been going on really, really uh, that's been kind of going on out there, uh, and it's and it's about podcasts and conferences. There are a tremendous amount of fire service podcasts popping up. There's a tremendous amount of fire conferences, you know, small, large, medium, whatever, coming out out there. And some people, I guess, pick, feel the need to pick sides. Like, I'm loyal to this guy. I listen to his podcast. I listen to what he has to say. And while I am always appreciate loyalty, I think that that's great, I feel that you should listen to them all. The, the people that are creating this content are usually good firefighters, good fire officers, good people, and they're just trying to get out there and spread their word. That doesn't mean that everything that they say is going to apply to you and your fire department, but it does mean that they're out there putting themselves out there with the hope that one or two people learn. Like I said in my Masking Up episode, I wasn't trying to change anybody's mind. I was just trying to give you the reasoning and the philosophy based on what I do. So, I think that you should listen to all of them. I think you should go to as many fire conferences as you can because you're going to pick up something. Some things maybe just aren't your cup of tea. There are some things where FDIC is just too big, right? Some people don't like being in a crowd like that. I love FDIC because I've got kids and sometimes I can't go to every little fire conference out there. So I go to FDIC to get a bunch of training done in a week. And so if I don't ever make it to something else, then I just then I've got my training in for an for an entire year if need be. This year, I'm branching out and I'm going to Pensacola, Florida to listen to to one of Kurt Isaacson's conferences, to listen to John Norman and Kurt Isaacson talk about fire command and go through the fire command book and go through the special operations book that John Norman wrote. 
that's going to be my FDIC this year. I, you know, these conferences are expensive a lot of the time. I can't afford to go to every conference out there. Plus, again, I've got kids and I want to be a part of their lives. Uh, also, not only the two kids I have here, I've got 36 kids that I'm coaching this year in youth wrestling. And I want to make sure that I'm there for them too. So listen to the podcast. Go to the conferences. There's not too many. This market is not too saturated. As a matter of fact, it's not saturated enough. If there's a state out there that's not having a local or a state fire conference, man, you need to get on the ball. Because there are always going to be things that are specific to your area that firefighters from around the country may need to know. It may help save someone's life. So I'm not so if you're loyal to this podcast, man, I, I thank you so much. It has been a tremendous uh, journey for me. We're going to be 14 episodes in, and wow, just the feedback that I keep getting from people, the emails that I get, the fact that some of these episodes are up over a thousand listeners, that is just like baffling to me uh, or and humbling. I never thought that anything that I would do on at this medium would ever get to that level. And again, I understand that, you know, when we're talking about podcasts, like like Joe Rogan and Jocko, they're in like the tens of thousands listeners, maybe even millions. But I appreciate each and every download, every listen, every time somebody clicks on this podcast and spends 45 minutes to an hour listening to what I have to say, Man, I, I just think it's a tremendous, you know, it's humbling. It's a tr- tremendous honor. I don't take it lightly, and I want to produce good stuff. If you like it, make sure you share it. Make sure that you rate it high. But go out there and experience some of these other stuff. There may be something that I'm telling you that doesn't apply to your fire department because you're from an urban city or from you're from a rural area, and that's okay. Go listen to Pete Lamb's podcast. Go listen to uh, Five Alarm Task Force. Go listen to Ryan Pennington. Go listen to, uh, I believe it's called Firehouse Radio or National Fire Service Radio. Uh, Go listen to the Journeyman Fireman podcast that just put out its first episode. Go listen to my buddies uh, Cody and Steven and the Do Work podcast because they have a completely other different uh, set of topics and style that they're doing. Listen to what is speaking to you. And that's what this is all about. This isn't anything other than we're all trying to get better. If you're listening to a fire service podcast, this is you're, you're listening to it because you're eat up with the job just like I am, just like most of these other guys are, and you're wanting to get after it on a daily basis. Maybe I'm not the flavor that you're looking for, and that's okay. Maybe one of those guys is. So don't discount them just because you're like, nope, I listen to the Average Jake Firefighter podcast, or nope, I listen to the Journeyman Fire podcast, and there's nothing that you could talk about on your podcast that I can learn from. I think that's a horrible, horrible attitude to take. So stay tuned. Great interview coming up. A Fireground Commander Conference preview with my good buddy Benjamin Martin from EmbraceTheResistance.com. Everybody, welcome back to the Average Jake Firefighter Podcast. Have a great guest today. Uh, you know, it's just an honor to have him on the podcast. A just visionary in the fire service, as far as I'm concerned, and a personal friend of mine. We've got Benjamin Martin from EmbraceTheResistance.com and the Godfather of the Fireground Commander Conference. And uh, just so lucky to to have him as a friend and for him to include me on a lot of his adventures. 
uh, is specifically what we're talking about today on the podcast, that Fireground Commander Conference that is coming back for its second year in Henrico, Virginia. Ben, thanks for being on the podcast, and thanks for uh, just joining us today. Thanks so much for having me, Rob. You're killing me with the flattery and the godfather thing. Uh, but I feel the exact same way about having you uh, throughout my career and as a good friend. So I, I appreciate it. Outstanding. That. Talk a so what we're going to do is we're going to go through this 2019 Fireground Commander Conference. But before we do that, uh, and again, I know a lot of the backstory, but a lot of people don't. Even people that came to the conference last year don't know a lot of the backstory about how uh, small-time fire lieutenant from Henrico County, Virginia, decided that he was going to take on just a huge, huge project of this magnitude and bring a, bring some of the top fire service speakers in the country to Henrico County at the Henrico Theater and get 150, to, I believe it was, what, 150 people, 190 people show up and then decide to do it again. So just give us the background of how this all got started and what made you just go through this and, and just your background in the fire service in general. So I'll start with the, the conference. It was probably about four years ago that I, I started traveling and speaking. And uh, it was the first time I started attending some of the larger conferences, which was a fantastic opportunity. I got to meet a lot of great people, uh, both speakers and people that were attending. But man, was it expensive. Uh, and I'd been attending Andrew Frederick's training days. And I looked at that model and I was like, I would love to bring something like that to our area. But like you, you said, I mean, it's daunting to think about, uh, you know, the cost for for running such a thing and then the infrastructure and trying to get it all set up. So I sat on it for a couple years. And then as I continued to travel out and speak and talk with some folks in our own department, in our own area, I really came back to the idea that like, this was something that we needed to do. And it probably was only going to happen if we just jumped in, uh, which is pretty much how I lead is just jumping in and which sometimes bites me in the ass, but sometimes really cool things come to fruition. Uh, so the key with this was uh, having the right people and, I think we really, really lucked out with the speakers we had. Uh, if you were there and, and you heard David Rhodes from Atlanta Fire open up on leadership and just give this refreshing take about humility and the importance of caring about your people, uh, it, I mean, it just set the tone for the, the next three days. Uh, and then to have uh, Dennis Aguirre come behind him and melt our brains for eight hours on hydraulics and everything that is fire attack and suppression, uh, and then get somebody that's up and coming, um, with Rick George and his emerging tactical resiliency stuff and just introduce topics to our area, which I feel we're very fortunate in the Central Virginia area that we've got a lot of good training, a lot of good folks. Uh, but even the most passionate members came up to me afterwards and were like, dude, nailed it. Perfect lineup. Uh, and I think we've got the same thing going on this year, which we'll, we'll talk a little bit more, I guess, about down the road. Um, but really, really thrilled. And I, I have to highlight that as much as the speakers, it, it was the 15 or so people working behind the scenes, which Robbie and his brother were one of them, uh, making that stuff happen. So, I mean, they absolutely nailed the execution of it. So we're definitely. Yeah, absolutely. And, and again, I speak from from that. You know, I got brought in to help and it was just a tremendous learning experience, not just being able to view the conference, you know, from just the speaking aspect of it, but to be behind the scenes of, of a grassroots effort to bring just the quality of training that was brought. It is not an easy task. And I welcome, you know, or, or actually salute anybody who 
decides to take on a venture like that because it is not easy. It is stressful. I, I didn't have even half the stake in the game as you did, Ben, and it was stressing me out. <laughs> you know, just like how how we're we gonna pull this off, like how we're we gonna get, how we're we gonna feed all these people, you know, how we're we gonna how we're we gonna do this stuff. And I, and again, I didn't have as near the skin in the game as you did, you know, on the hook for for the dollar amount and stuff that you were. But uh, so it was just a tremendous time, and I was so psyched when you decided, you know what, it was successful. We're gonna do it again because it could have crashed and burned. <laughs> And yeah, yes, it could. <laughs> there's, there's no doubt that it could have. And I really think, uh, and I don't think I'm alone in this sentiment, that these small conferences, you know, these three days, hands-on, three-day lecture series, are the, the future of fire service training. I think you're going to see these big conferences start to kind of fade away because you got smaller class sizes when you're doing the hands-on stuff. You've got a more intimate environment where you actually get to see the speaker and talk with them and ask some questions and bounce some stuff off of them instead of just watching them leave the stage and walk away and, you know, you're a room of 400 people. So it's really neat to see this stuff to come to fruition. Uh, I would like to throw a shout out to Wells Wilson from Andy Craig's training days. Uh, he's jumping in and, and doing this conference. So share the mistakes that we made so we can save you a few dollars and a lot. Yeah, you're exactly right. Uh, you know, Wells and, and and just a ton of people to thank. I mean, it's almost too many people to thank because of just the the enormity that you ha- that we had to to take on. I mean, like you said, there was 15, I would say, key people, but there was, I mean, just so many more people that were supportive. And even like, you know, we're even talking about like spouses at home. I mean, like Wells' family let him come down, you know, for a couple of days, and and Jared Sergi's uh, family let him come to Richmond for a couple of days. And, you know, my wife let me go all three days and she took care of everything at the house. And so just it's 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 not, you know, just the guy. It's not just the idea fairies. Uh, you know, it is it is a whole community of people that have dedicated themselves to the success of this conference. Um, yeah, no doubt. So before we get into that, though, too, you do have another adventure uh, that you go on, and that's with Embrace the Resistance. And I know you've been going all over the country teaching Touch on that for a minute and touch on, you know, just the, the outreach that that's given you. So I was fortunate enough to um, attend what's called the Virginia Fire Office Academy. It's a week-long, inclusive, uh, leadership academy style where you go and you listen to all these great speakers and then you actually do role plays. And, uh, so I had that when I got promoted and I guess I thought I had arrived. And boy, was I wrong. Uh, and Robbie had a front seat for a lot of the challenges that I, I got to face and um, there were some dark times in that. And, uh, you know, I didn't do everything perfect, but I did, certainly did it uh, where I thought it was consistent with the values of the organization. Um, and it, the result of that was leadership was tough. And I, I, I thought that being right and having uh, a good attitude would solve many of the problems that I faced. And the reality is it, it didn't. Uh, I met some extremely difficult people and I met some people with some extremely difficult circumstances. Um, and I grew through that. I grew a lot through that. You know, I joke about creating different versions of your leadership to get better. And so, you know, a new Lieutenant might be on 1.0. I'm on like 1,101.4. Like that's where I've come over the last (laughs) six or seven years doing this stuff. Um, so the goal of Embrace Resistance is to continue to do what everybody else is doing on a tactics level of connecting ideas about how they should try things, 
but to do that for leadership. And we've got the page on Facebook and here's technology and me not knowing and understanding it. The page on Facebook allows you to share stuff. Um, the group on Facebook, which they're both called the same embrace the resistance allows you to drop a problem off or observe other problems and interact. And I think they're both important um, because some people just like to see motivational stuff pop across their page and they like it and they move on. And uh, some folks like to actually click on the articles and read them uh, and see how it applies to them and maybe take a nugget out of that stuff. So from the writing came the website, from the website came the speaking. Uh, and you're right. I've, I've been very fortunate that, um, you know, the stuff that I'm passionate about is about really le leading people in their livelihoods, not just their lives. So yeah, I want to be technically competent and make sure that I can take care of them on the fire ground. But, you know, if you've ever watched anyone struggle with substance abuse issues or depression or divorce, like those are the moments I think where leaders can really show up for their folks. And we don't give a lot of training on that. This emotional competency side of how to sit with someone in the muck that is their life and help them find hope. Uh, and so that's, I mean, that's a lot of the stuff that I talk about. And, you know, I'm, I'm in a probably a little bit of an irrational optimist uh, and I've been hurt by caring. I think all of us have, like, if you're into this job, it's going to hurt you and not just once. And it's going to hurt you a lot and it's going to cut you deep. And yet we still come back because we understand the mission. I mean, the mission is what it is and it requires sacrifice. So this place, this idea of embrace resistance is like, you're going to get resistance from critics. And that's how you know you have an impact because if you don't stand up for anything, then you might as well be sitting down for everything. And no one's going to see what you're doing. You're not going to have impact in your organization. And it's just like a hose stream without a nozzle. That back pressure gives that stream purpose. That back pressure gives that stream impact in his organization and reach in his organization. Uh, and without that, you have nothing. And same thing with leadership, right? If no one is giving you some sort of feedback, whether constructive or critical, then you're not accomplishing anything. You're probably just managing the status quo. Uh, and I would hope for better for the fire service. Yeah, very well said. And, and like you said, I, I I happened to be your your senior man right when you got promoted. And uh, you know, and, and exactly what you're saying. We, there was some difficult people uh, on that shift when I was there and when I left. And uh, and and it was you know a challenge. It was a challenging time, I think, for both of us because I was uh, I was trying to support you. And also be the good senior man for the guys in the firehouse, and also trying to get promoted myself. Uh, so it was definitely a, <laughs> a challenging, a challenging time. But uh, I know, it, and I can speak for you know, and, and some people may say that I have a bias toward it, but I, I can say, and I say this to anybody who who I talk to about what you're doing out there, the all your classes are talking about reality leadership or the dirty side of leadership. And it's not something a lot of people talk about. If you go to any of these guys that are promoting leadership classes, it is a lot of, Oh, if you do this, everything will be perfect and nothing bad's going to happen to you. And, you know, and even some great leadership books that I like, like the extreme ownership stuff and the, the Randy Kearns crossfire book and all the things that I like to read and, and get me motivated they're not always telling the whole picture. They're not always telling the whole picture. And yeah. what I feel like you're doing is telling that whole picture. Like, Hey, I had a good attitude. I had a good, you know, good outlook. I upheld the values of the organization and I got crushed at the kitchen table. 
<laughs> you know, yeah. so it, it is it is that real yeah. it is that real deal. And it's it's a it's a part of leadership people don't like to hear about, but you just need it. Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, a, a lot of people get their leadership training from their leaders. You know, we model what we see. And some folks have given me some great tools because they did things well that I agreed with. Uh, but more commonly, folks did stuff that I strongly disagreed with. And I filed that away and was like, I'll never do that again. Um, and I think some of the problems we see with leaders is they present themselves as arrived, like you've talked about. Like, I am a finished product. I am successful. Like, I can manage all of these things without any incident. Uh, and that is not me. Like, not me at all. been in the fire service for 16 years. I started as a volunteer. Um, and I, I don't think I'm ever going to have it completely figured out. But I have learned so much in spending time investing in relationships with people uh, that I have been more successful because of that more than anything, which if you think about it, makes sense because that's always been the strength of the fire service is the collective brain trust that shows up on any emergency scene. You know, for us, it's three people. And if you can't figure it out, good news, there's another truck coming with three more and then three more after that. And eventually someone's going to show up that knows what to do. And a lot of times leadership, we try to take things on challenges by ourselves uh, and we only have our, our own brain. And when these challenges involve us, that brain shuts off and we only act, you know, react emotionally. And emotions don't necessarily give us the best strategy, uh, which is what we talk about in intoxicated leadership. So, um, you know, I try to pair this class with experience. I try to pair it with application. But the biggest thing is, is humility, you know, like. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm asking you, please don't do what I did. And then I, I hope it benefits you in some way, which the typical response is uh, there's one of a, a couple of areas I get, like the one I got the other day when I was out in California, guy driving me to the airport said, Hey man, I went home and I actually started using some of the stuff you taught uh, with my wife who was upset about our three-year-old. And I was like, okay, well, yeah, I mean, it makes sense to me. You know, we think we can separate our personal lives with our professional lives. But that line is so blurred, it's not even funny. We take problems from work home all the time. And we take problems from home to work equally as often. Uh, and so it makes complete sense to me that it will work. And sometimes it works with bosses. And sometimes the stuff works with subordinates. And sometimes it works with peers. And it works with loved ones. Um, because life is messy and complicated because people are the same. And that's what I have found. And so that's what we talk about. This is this dirty side, as you so eloquently put. Uh, of what happens when people get into trouble and, and how do you help them instead of standing aside and let them fail? Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, yeah, so we could, we could do a whole entire podcast on just your, your leadership style. And, and I just wanted the listeners to get a good background on, on what you're talking about, but let's get into the meat of what we really want to talk about is this tremendous venture that you've undertaken that fireground commander conference and, and year two, uh, 2019. And so what I want to do is go through the days that we're going to be there and which speaker is going to be speaking on each day and just give like a quick overview of what these guys can expect when they come to that uh, Fireground Commander Conference. So still going to be at the Henrico Theater, a great venue in Henrico County, Virginia, a very accommodating venue. And uh, so day one is supposed to be Mike Gagliano and Christopher Nam. So uh, talk to us about what those guys are going to be talking about. So I had the opportunity to, to spend a good amount of time with Mike about six months ago. Uh, I had just sat in his, this firehouse rocks class, which is what he's doing. I sat in the uh, hour and a half version of it. 
Uh, and I went in that room with an absolute chip on my shoulder. I was going through some stuff at work and I was pissed off. And, you know, I sat in there mainly because it was, you know, Mike Dagliano. And I'm like, maybe he'll have something to offer me. And he, I was amazing in 90 minutes what he was able to do. Uh, and so I, I immediately reached out to him and said, hey, you're the guy that I've got to have to come in because the people that are kind of come here that are going to spend time away from work and family are the go-getters. They're the ones that are driving their shifts. Uh, and I know that some of them are going to come in here as run down as I was that day. And I'm like, you uplifted me with your message. You put accountability back in my life. And, uh, you know, you gave me hope over some stuff. And that's what I want you to do for this conference. So that's exactly what he's going to do. He's going to come in. And he's going to blow people away. Uh, he's funny. He's humble. Uh, he's got experience. I sat down and did the math the other day. And we've got over 150 years worth of career experience amongst the five speakers uh, that are speaking. Um, so this isn't some fad that he's talking about. This is stuff that he, uh, just like I had talked about, is living and has lived and has learned from. And now he wants to share it with you all. So he's going to be the first four hours of the morning. Um, and he'll be hanging around uh, the three days. So you'll have a chance to talk to him and question him and, and see what he's got going on. So I'm really excited for him. After that, uh, and all of these speakers, like we were very intentional uh, and I would constantly bounce names of people uh, off the group that helps me run this to see, you know, what value would this person offer? And the whole idea of this conference, I mean, even in calling it the Fireground Commander, is these are things that are going to see you more successful in your role as a leader on the fireground. And I don't mean to say that to imply that you have to have rank to do any of these stuff. You look at Mike's program, you know, and he's pumping you up and he's motivating you to, to do better at the firehouse and to help do some training, which is definitely going to translate to better performance on the fireground. I mean, there's no arguing that. And then behind him, you've got Christopher Nam coming in and he's doing tactical considerations for today's fireground environment. Um, so Chris has over, I think he has almost 40 years in the fire service and is one of the nation's foremost building construction experts. Uh, and, and like Mike, an extremely humble guy. Uh, and he's really excited. I mean, uh, he reached out to me last year at year one and I couldn't fit him in. And so I was really excited to do year two to, to bring him back. Um, and then with his program of four hours looking at, you know, what things are we doing right? What things are we doing wrong? Where are the line of duty deaths? Uh, what's the building construction that's getting us in trouble and what do we need to do about it? It's going to be a nice blend where you're not just looking at slideshows of, you know, type three building construction, but you're also applying it, firing some synapses in your brain of what would I do in this situation? Uh, which should make it pretty interesting. And then that's going to lead into day two, uh, where you've got Nick Martin from Traditions Training doing his full aggressive command class supporting aggressive firefighting. Um, and I, a, a little sidebar conversation here, like when I was putting this conference together, there was a lot of discussion about the use of the word safe and safety in the fire service. Uh, and I, Robbie, I, I don't want to speak for you, but I think we uh, generally agree that you know, safe isn't outside of the structure, not doing anything, and you're not in harm's way. Safe is providing training that's realistic, challenging your folks, having them drill down on fundamentals, having them know what's happening and what will likely happen on the fire ground because you've trained them. That's a safe firefighter, right? Yeah, and getting I, I in there, getting agree. the job done, uh, getting the job done, and then getting out. Like that's, I so in my mind, aggressive is safe. Now, reckless is, isn't safe. Right. So the stuff that we're getting is building this aggressive mindset, uh, but it's giving you tools to help keep you from getting in trouble with this idea of being reckless. 
Uh, and then that's what Nick's class is going to do. I mean, uh, and this is a new class that he's just started teaching, uh, but the reviews have been really great in the areas that he's traveled. And it, if you follow traditionist training, you already know that everything they do uh, is high quality and it's good stuff. Um, so he's going to do his full eight hour day. Yeah, I completely, I completely agree with you about the, the safety statement. And, and the way I kind of look at it is, is I build safety into what I do by doing it the right way. Like I wear all my gear and I wear it appropriately and I wear my SCBA and I stretch the right line and I do it. So those are all things that are building safety into what I do. You know what I mean? Like, and I, and I go after the fire with an aggressive mindset and like, I look at aggressive and I kind of had this conversation the other day with one of the speakers uh, that's coming. John Dixon is uh, a default aggressive is good, but, we can apply aggressive is me a mindset. It's, it's not necessarily uh, in its action. It's not necessarily location on that fire ground. It is, it is, man, you know, I think it's aggressive, you know, super aggressive to uh, like, if, if I'm going to do a defensive fire, it's a defensive operation, but I'm going to do it aggressively. We're putting every big caliber line we got on this fire. Like we're, we're not going to just sit back and go, Oh, let's go to the donut truck. Oh no, no, no. If we, you know, we're going to maximize every bit of water, we're going to use it aggressively. We're going to put deck guns and blitz fires and ladder pipes. We're not just going to sit around and burn this thing down in style. Like we're going to do yeah. it aggressively. And I, and, and I think that's yeah. exactly what, like what, you know, you're talking about and what Nick is trying to do. It's like, Hey, you know, get in there and be aggressive and build safety into what you do. Yeah. And so, you know, just to, to build out on that for a second, you know, we talk about risk, you have to talk about risk management. And for me, risk management starts at the firehouse. Like it's what you talked about, you know, checking the equipment out and the importance of that, rearing the right equipment, making the right decisions before you even get there yeah. to set yourself up for success. Like that's risk management. There is no risk management in my mind that occurs on the fire ground, only tactical uh, decisions that are driven by conditions. Yeah. And if you can anticipate what's going to happen, that's going to put you in the largest likelihood of being successful about coming home. Um, so that's, you know, it's like, what I, I don't know if Andy Frederick said it, but you know, you put the fire out, generally the problems go away. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing. So yeah, I'm with you. You know, that, so just worth, worth noting out. Um, yeah. So, so just to recap too. So like day one, we're going to have Mike Gagliano and he's going to come in there and, and, and like we've talked about before, he's going to come in there and melt some faces uh, right off the bat with his message, then Christopher Nam is going to give us just a tremendous, tremendous, tremendous building construction lecture. I'm super psyched to really, to, to hear what he's got to say. And then Nick Martin is going to come and, and really give us a good perspective on aggressive command, which again, I'm really excited to hear because the, in our positions with me being a captain and you being a Lieutenant, we both ride in command vehicle positions. Uh, you know, you're an ALS Lieutenant, you ride on that EMS car, which a lot of people are like, oh, EMS supervisor car. But in our fire department, you could be first due to a fire and you're going to be in command yeah. of that fire. I mean, it happened to me as an ALS lieutenant. I was the first command car on the scene uh, of a two alarm elementary school fire. So and I kept command that entire time. It can happen as a captain in my current role. I ride every car except the shift commander. So I'm in a command role a lot of the time. And so I'm really interested to hear Nick Martin talk about how that aggressive command can support that aggressive firefight. And maybe it'll give us a new perspective on how we can be better command officers, especially because we're kind of doing it part time uh, in our roles uh, in, right. in, in, the, in our organization. And then we get into day three, 
with John Dixon and Jeff Shoup, who, you know, if anybody's ever heard of these two guys, uh, you know, some controversial stuff, you know, that makes people think and maybe even makes people angry, both of their topics. <laughs> so talk about John and Jeff. Man, I, I tell you what, I love anything that uh, rips somebody's heart out, puts it on the table, talks about it, and then shoves it back in their chest. And that there's no doubt that John and Jeff are, are both doing that. John's bringing his FDIC program, uh, the normalization of deviance. And uh, what that basically is, is, you know, how do you, as both the, you know, the senior firefighter or really anyone on the team, but especially the leader, how do you prevent this backsliding of your firehouse culture into one that goes from being great to being not so great to be, um, you know, complacent and allowing bad things to happen? And so he'll talk leadership philosophy, but he also uses some case examples, the most famous, I think, being the challenger um, from NASA, where folks knew, like they had reported, like these SEALs uh, could create a, you know, did and nobody did anything about it. So um, I think his thing is as much leadership philosophy as it is accountability. Um, and you're right, he's going to say some stuff that you may not agree with, but I think that's kind of the point, right? I didn't, I didn't want to put something together that you just sit here and nod the whole time. Uh, and so he'll be two hours that morning. And then we get to this guy. Uh, what was his name again? Jeff Shoup. Something, I, Jeff I don't, Shoup. I, I, don't know I, I don't know. I really heard of that guy. What are, the, what are his qualifications? Um, yeah. I mean, so just if, if, you, if you do anything, like, please do this. All right. So listen to this podcast. Go over to the website and register for this thing. And then go to Strategic Fire Training and look at his videos and watch a guy sitting around a workshop, drinking beer, talking about his 40 plus years in the fire service. And he will blow your mind. Love about Jeff that I think applies to the fire service as a whole. Um, and I've certainly seen this over the last 16 years. And I can only imagine what this was like in the 80s uh, and the 70s when we we're actually fighting so much more fire. Is the fire service kind of acts as a pendulum and it swings one way, you know, we're all of a sudden we're all at automatic nozzles and fixed gallonage and then it swings back and now we're back to smooth bores. And, um, you know, Jeff has been around long enough to see several cycles of that swing. So when you talk to him about slicers and you talk to him about ReCOVS, he has some very, very strong, very well-informed opinions about what that impact of those things are on the culture and the mission of the fire service as he has come to know and love it over a very long time. Uh, so I'm really excited to bring him in because I think, you know, with the other four speakers setting him up because we're just building tactics and tactics and mindset and tactics and mindset. And then he's going to come in and, and I think he's going to really kind of point the direction, uh, especially if there's any young folks in the room, I really think he's going to show them how to have a more fruitful career and what it looks like. Um, and I'm basically going to give him a microphone and, and walk away because we're there's no telling where the conversation with him goes over the next six hours. But I'm super, super excited about it. It's going to be primarily engine company uh, based, but I know he's going to talk about special service. Yeah, and if you've well. never been in a Jeff Shoot class, uh, it's an adventure. Uh, he was actually uh, – Back in the old FDIC East days, uh, you know, back in, you know, when they did it in Atlantic City, he was one of the very first classes I attended at FDIC East. And he, like you said, I think it was like his 25 engine company, you know, Secrets to Success or whatever. And it was, it really was, it was, it blew me away. Uh, and he has just continued that path in the fire service. Like I said, watch those videos. He does a lot of the stuff with brass tacks and hard facts with Elkhart Brass. And, uh, 
Gary Lane, much like he did with the book of Andy, compiled the book of Jeff Shoup. And if you Google the book of Jeff Shoup and just download that to your e-reader, you're going to see a lot, a lot of similarities there between the book of Andy Fredericks and the book of Jeff Shoup. And it's a lot of really good stuff. A lot of, a lot of things that we today with the, the, just, we we're running all these EMS calls and we're, and we're all hazards. We need to be all hazards. It's stuff that brings us back to that mission of the engine company that we, in my opinion, are losing focus on day by day by day with all the other extra stuff that's important, but don't apply to the main mission of why fire departments were started in the first place. So I'm really looking for Jeff Shoup is, I mean, I I can tell you, you sign up for this conference, you're either going to walk out of there thinking Jeff Shoup is the greatest thing ever. You're going to walk out of there wanting to fight him. Uh, It's just how, this is how it's going to go. And it's kind (laughs) of that same way with Dennis Laguerre uh, last year. I know Dennis, like he spent the entire day just just crushing people's souls about their beloved leader line and uh, and their beloved uh, you know water thief. And, but but and it, and, it, and it made people angry. But here's the thing: it made people go check him. I know people that walked out of that theater yeah. angry, like this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. The very next day, they were working. They were out there flow testing with the water thieves and, and, and gated wise and, and all this stuff to try to like make it make sense in their brain. So whether you loved or hated his talk, he still won because you went out there and drilled. Uh, so, and I think that's what you're going to yeah. see by most of these speakers, but especially Jeff Shoup, is that he's going to say some things that you're like, that's BS. And, but you're going to think it's so much BS just to make sure that you're right. You're going to go to the firehouse the next day and you're going to pull lines and flow water and be like, see, I knew Jeff Shoup was wrong. Look at what I can do with this nozzle, you know, and, and either way he wins yeah. when, when that happens. And, and Jeff, you're right. Jeff is a lot like Andy because, you know, you read Andy's works today and they are as accurate as they have ever been. Um, and it's just like, well, how, how does one guy know and how is he able to articulate and anticipate so much in the fire service. And I can only imagine what the fire service would be like if he was still alive today. Uh, and we don't have Andy, but we do have Jeff. Like, so I would, I would encourage you, like Robbie's saying, don't do an opportunity to see him. And especially these, these guys, because the whole design of this is creating this culture of excellence. That's your firehouse, giving you tools to do that. And then go win on the fire ground, like showing up confident that you got this instead of wondering, like, I hope I don't hurt anybody. Like, no, I'm going to put the fire out and and we're going to high five. We're going to go back and get ready for the next one. Like, no big deal. So I I think you're going to get that. I mean, it's great value. So right now we still have probably, you know, 30 early bird registrations. I know how firefighters like to wait till last minute, which gives me heart attacks looking at the finance of this thing. So please go register. And that's $99 for three freaking days. And we're going to feed you lunch all three days, uh, which is a no brainer. And when even when the early bird ends, uh, it's still only 150 bucks. So you could go to a larger conference, spend several thousand dollars, and you might get to see five or six speakers because that's really all the time slots they have. Uh, or you can come here and see five. At, you would see at the same conference, and you can pay 150 bucks to do it. Uh, and we got some really cool stuff, uh, some giveaways that we always do. We're always great about getting uh, some registrations to other conferences. Like Kurt Isaacson always helps us out. You know, Water on the Tactics, Command Officer uh, Boot Camp. Um, and HROC, stuff like that. Uh, and we take all of that money and that benefits. Uh, we did Sons of the Flag uh, last year. We're going to do the Central Virginia uh, Burn Foundation this year. And then we have a fundraiser um, 
scheduled at a local brewery called Strange Ways on that first night. Uh, and so all the speakers will be there. So you can come out, drink beer. We're raising money for the uh, burn camp that night. Um, and you'll be able to talk shop with these folks. Uh, and when we get together and when we discuss things, even if we don't, dis- uh, even if we don't agree, that's when the fire service moves forward. Uh, and so we're going to give you as much opportunity as possible to do that over three days. Uh, so I definitely, and, and just speaking to that as well, you know, coming from, you know, I'm looking at the registration website right now. There's still 32 early bird registrations available, 32 early bird registrations available. So, you know, like, like Ben keeps saying, if you want, I mean, it, I've said this before on some of the other podcasts, it is the be- one of the best fire service conferences in the country, but also one of the cheapest. Um, and that is something that you're dedicated to, to provide this quality training at an affordable cost. Uh, you know, and, and I think that's a, that's a great mission. Like you said, FDIC is great. You've gone, I've gone about 10, 15 times, but it is expensive. It is expensive <laughs> when you got to pay it out of your own yeah. pocket firehouse expo. It's a great conference, but it's expensive, man. When you have to pay for these things, firehouse for all these large conferences, they're, they're these smaller conferences are, are where it's at. It's where you actually get to sit down and meet these guys. Um, like you said, strange ways, what a great venue. It's got, it's a large enough area. It's great beer. First off that they have quality, quality offerings from their beer. They usually bring a food truck in so that you have the food truck option. The food last year that was brought in was great. Um, and then they have in the back brewery room, they've got like, you know, eighties and nineties, early arcade games. So you can goof off with your friends, have a couple beers, talk fireground tactics, play some video games, meet these guys, instructors face to face and find out that they're not. LeBron James, they're actually just a regular fireman who, you know, puts their puts their pant legs on just like you do and goes to the firehouse, has the same problems you do, and and actually converse and find some real solutions and just have a, a tremendous three days and go back to your firehouse so energized. Uh it I, I just like I said, I left out of yeah. there and, and it was and and I and me and you've had this conversation. Like I came into that kind of going through a rough patch just in, in the fire service, you know, like we all have, we all have them after those three days of helping out, getting to spend time with you, all the great other people that were helping us, the instructors, uh, you know, I took Rick George to get cigars for Christ's sake. I mean, like it was just, you know, that, that opportunity just doesn't exist at these bigger conferences. And so I left out of there after three days, like, yeah, Hell, yeah let's do this again to next week. Uh, you know, I was so ready to get back to the firehouse and do all the stuff that we were talking about. Um, and I think that's, I think that's what you're going to yeah. find if you come and just, and, and just, and, and even if you're just in the room for one day, you're going to walk out of there re re-energize. So Ben, give us one, yeah. like, where do we go to register for this thing? Because we've been talking about it, but let, let give us the registration. So we've got all the uh, instructor bios and program information up uh, at the website, which is uh, embracetheresistance.com. And again, nothing political. It's all about the fire service. And uh, you can find a link there that'll take your registration site. It takes like three minutes to type your information in um, and then you've got it. And you'll get an email with a confirmation letting you know you've got it. And I'll reach out to you with some other stuff. Um, and it's just that. Well, and that's the thing too. So if you, when you click on the thing, you go to the registration site 
and you've got the options of early bird, full conference, and you're even offering a one-day deal this year, like if you can't make it the whole time, to, to be able to come to this one day. And that's something that not a lot of conferences do. They either it's like you pay the full price or and just come when you can or don't come at all. And, and I think that that's another great thing because maybe only somebody wants to come here, Jeff Shoup, and, they, and they're working. So, you know, I think that's another great, great yeah. option that you're throwing out there. Um, so give us, uh, give us yeah. where, where else we can find stuff with the Fireground Commander Conference and with Embrace the Resistance. Um, so I talked about the page on Facebook. Just type that. It's in there. Uh, you're welcome to friend me, and I'll, and I'll forward that stuff to you. And then we've got the group. Um, and then there's also another page specifically for the conference, the Fireground Commander Conference that you can look up and I'm trying to update that as often as I can, as often as my kids allow me to, to get away with the computer. Um, and we'll, we'll push out stuff there. If you go to the website, embrace resistance, you can sign up to an email list and I'll send out stuff to that. And that's, that's the primary way I communicate with folks during the conference. Cause last year we had bad weather uh, and we still were able to hold all three days, but we definitely were biting our nails there for a little bit about whether that was going to go. Um, and then you can find my contact information on the website if you want to reach out about anything conference related or not. Be happy. To uh, and and just because uh, it's it's something that you know, since my brother's in charge of the PIO portion, uh, you know, there is a Twitter for the Fireground Commander Conference. And last year we started it and we live tweeted the conference. It's at Fire underscore Commander, and that's where you can get registration updates. You can get all sorts of other stuff. Uh, we're gonna live tweet some of the conference. Uh, you know, just different quips and stuff that the instructors say, take pictures. And, you know, you're if, so if you can't be there, even though you should, you should go sign up today and come join us, even if it's for one day. But even if you can't be there, then you're not going to miss out on the whole thing. And maybe it'll inspire you to if you can't come to the Fireground Commander this year, maybe you'll come if there's a 2020 Fireground Commander or maybe you'll just go see some of these guys. And, uh, you know, but uh, so, yeah, Ben, any any kind of like parting shots, any final words? Anything else you want to share with the listeners? Um, no, I mean, I, I think this, I guess what I would offer is like this conference, what we're doing with the efforts of all the folks that are helping is a perfect example of, uh, you know, leaving it better than you found it. You know, and I, I joke with Wells that I completely ripped off the concept of Andrew Frederick's training days. And I think he was really one of the pioneers in the small conference and showing that it could work. And uh, he was able to raise a ton of money. Uh, for Andy's kids for their scholarship stuff. And he's still doing such great work with that. So um, I'm hoping you'll come and you'll get plugged in with the community because you're going to have the go-tos and the best of the best and the ones whose motivation, you know, to come to this stuff is they'll gladly sacrifice personal time to come learn a little bit about the fire service. And when you plug into that family um, that I have found, I mean, it's just going to, it's like our nozzle Ford class. Robbie and I took a nozzle Ford class. Yeah, it was 2013. And then, and then as it plays out, like you, you watch in our area and even on the national level, the movers and shakers, and so many of them were in that class. And we spent time drinking in a foot of snow brotherhood um, and, <laughs> and a foot of snow, man. And, and that is, and that's how stuff gets done. It is absolutely, like you said, from the bottom, uh, grassroots, hard work, sacrifice, get stuff done. Um, so come get plugged in, come join us. And, and, and you're hundred percent right. Have. I mean, and I think Kurt Isaacson said it is that there is not, there can't be too many fire ground, you know, fire service conferences. There just can't because it's, there's so many great people with such good messages to say. Uh, and, and just in, in the fire service itself, is just so vastly different from 
where, you know, and, and, and I take our department, for example, where I'm at right now, where we have to drop a man uh, to drive a tanker to the fire scene every time we catch a, a, a first two assignment to the engine company three miles away that is in a fully hydrated area. We both operate completely different. And we're in the same fire department. So you got to have those, yeah. you know, at least come with these things to with an open mind. There's so many great stuff out there. There's so many other companies out there. I, you know, we're both probably biased that, you know, we're heavily involved in this. So we, we think it's the best, uh, but you know, we know that there's other, we know there's other stuff <laughs> out there and we want you to go to this one and we want you to go to that one. And we want you to start your own. Uh, you know, if you want to start a little small tactics on tap at your fire department on a Thursday, man, I think that's phenomenal. And I think that's exactly what, we're trying to not only give good fire service training, but inspire people to go back to their department and do more stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I think the goal is to create as many purchase points as we can in people's careers for them to leverage this information, to do things for others and to be more successful themselves. Um, so it's there. You just got to come. I mean, we get, you know, it's like anything. It, you want everyone to come and not everyone will show up. But I hope, it, you know, if you've even thought about it during this podcast, that you, you'll go ahead and get on that website. You will not regret yeah, it. it. Absolutely. And, and just to run down the list of speakers again, I mean, this is like a Hall of Fame, uh, you know, list. Mike Gagliano, Christopher Nam, Nick Martin, John Dixon, and Jeff Shoup. I, I, you know, I thought last year's lineup was good, and it was because it was solid, solid stuff. But, I mean, I, I don't know. This lineup may be a little bit better. Uh, you know, or maybe, maybe better is not the right word or just, just, it's really different than what we had last year. And, uh, but it's going to be just phenomenal, phenomenal stuff. Uh, I mean, I don't know how you could take two lineups back to back. I mean, it's, it's like hitting, it's like hitting, it's like hitting two home runs <laughs> twice. It really is. It, yeah. It's going to make years. It three is, hard. And it's that's, gonna, that's it, for sure. But that's a good thing. It's going to keep getting so. harder because of the quality of people that want to keep coming and sharing their knowledge with us. And, and I think that's, and that's great. Yeah. Well, Laurie, well, so we're going to wrap yep, it up. No again. Doubt. You know, come to the fireground commander conference, go to embrace the resistance.com, get signed up. There's still some early bird registrations out there. I'm hoping that once this pop, podcast published is uh, those things are going to disappear. And uh, so don't wait so that you don't have to pay the full price, but even if you got to pay the full price, it's still way cheaper than anything else out there. And you're going to be a better person for coming to the Fireground Commander Conference. Ben, thanks for coming on. Uh, you know, I, even though we talk daily, uh, usually this is still a, a great thing to have you on and, and have you on the podcast. And you, me supporting you and what you're doing, you supporting me and what I'm doing. And that's what the fire service is all about. Amen, brother. Together. All right. Together well, thank we you. We'll be right back right after this with some closing stuff and talking about some other companies that support what I'm doing here on the podcast and another plug for that Fireground Commander Conference. Wow, what a great interview with Ben Martin. Always just a pleasure to talk to Ben. Uh, and again, we speak almost daily. I text him, especially this time of year too, where the conference is barreling down us in March. Uh, this stuff takes months, years of planning. It's not something that just happens overnight. So this time of year, we're talking almost daily about sponsorship, how we can get people here 
and just different ideas. So, uh, but I always enjoy talking to Ben. I feel like I learn something every time I talk to Ben. He always, uh, he's more of a of a thinker than I am. I'm more of an action guy. I like to just, you know, I jump to conclusions sometimes, and I let my emotions sometimes override my my mouth, and I let them override how I act. Ben always is good at bringing me back and making me see the other side of things. And so I always just enjoy talking to him in general. Uh, Again, maybe the audio is a little bit off. I apologize for that. I'm getting better with the editing software. And uh, next time I'll make sure that uh, Ben has a better microphone because Ben's going to come back on the podcast because we're going to talk about the Fireground Commander uh, again once it's over. But uh, to finish up like I always do, I cannot do what I do without the support of just some great, great people and some great companies out there. The first being Vanguard Safety Wear. Vanguard Safety Wear are the makers of the MK1 Fire Glove. Those things are made for work. Uh, I wear them every day when I go to work, and every time I wear them, they get better. I've never had a fire glove that just responds to work the way that those MK1 Fire Gloves do. So do yourself a favor and go to VanguardSafetyWear.com and pick you up a set of MK1 fire gloves. You will not be disappointed. Tell them I sent you. Drop them a little line in there on the special. You know, hurt, tell them you heard it on the Average Jake Firefighter podcast. Tweet Ryan Pennington. Tweet uh, Dingus Fire Company because they're the people that are keep putting it out. Tweet them and let and let them know you heard it here on the Average Jake Firefighter podcast. Vanguard Safety Wear, made for work. Second is Taylor's Tins. Taylor's Tins makes metal helmet fronts. And they are phenomenal. These things are tough. They look cool. They're way better than those leather things that get soggy. They get burned up. You have to keep buying them over and over and over again. These, this Taylor's 10 is phenomenal. I wear one on my helmet every day. It is the toughest thing I've ever seen. I've dropped it. It, do, it looks like it's brand new. Uh, you know, I've dinged it. I've smashed it. It looks like it's brand new. It looks like the day that I got it. I cannot thank Taylor enough for letting me rep his company, and I hope that he is seeing a ton of traffic because if you're not wearing a Taylor's 10, you are messing up. You're going to spend three times the amount on leather helmet fronts than you would on a Taylor's 10, and this Taylor's 10 is going to last you forever, but you better make sure you have enough money for a second one because if you've got more than one helmet, you're going to want one on each one of the helmets that you wear. He also has other things. He's got keychains. He's got all sorts of goods that he's making out of these uh, the, these metal helmet fronts and this metal that he uses. Uh, the presentation is good. It's not some drop-down click menu. It is phenomenal stuff. You're going to email him. He's going to send you concept art. You're going to give him ideas. He's going to work directly with you, and then he's going to get you a professionally done tin fast, and you're going to be able to put it on your helmet easy, no problem. So taylorstins.com. And also have a Facebook page at Taylor, you know, backslash Taylor's Tins. Uh, it's great. Make sure you contact Taylor. It's worth the money. Taylor's Tins. Stop burning up those leathers. Get a Taylor's Tin. And lastly, this whole episode's been about this, but the Fireground Commander Conference coming to Mar- uh, coming to Henrico County, by the uh, by the way, Henrico County, Virginia, Henrico Theater, March 2019. You already heard the list of spon- uh, speakers because you are listening to this podcast episode. So you heard that Nick Martin, Jeff Shoup, John Dixon, Mike Gagliano, Christopher Nam, we're going to be having some of the best fire service instructors come to this conference. There are still some early bird registrations. So you can get all of that three days at the Henrico Theater 
for $99. I dare you to come up with a better solution than that. I dare you to find a cheaper fire conference than that, to listen to the quality of speakers that you're going to get, and also the, the uh, customer service you're going to get from our staff. You're going to get lunch provided every day. There's going to be coffee and breakfast foods and snacks all day, drinks all day. You are only going to be paying for this conference. Then we're going to have after-hour stuff. We're going to be going to Strange Ways Brewery. We're going to be raising money for the Burn Foundation. We're going to be doing all this great stuff. You are not going to want to miss this. You want to be a part of the Fireground Commander Conference. It was one of the best things that I ever did was let Ben talk me into helping him out with this conference. And it's been one of the best experiences of my life. I can't wait to do it again. I can't wait for year three, and we haven't even done year two yet. So what are you waiting for? Go to EmbraceTheResistance.com, click on the uh, registration link for the Fireground Commander Conference, get here to Henrico County, Virginia in March of 2019, and get your learn on, okay? Make it happen. Come join us. Come meet Ben. Come meet Nick Martin. Come meet Mike Gagliano, Christopher Nam, John Dixon. Uh, come meet Jeff Shoup. Come meet me. Come meet all the guys that help us put on this great, great conference get some networking, have a great time, and go back to your fire department better for having come to the Fireground Commander Conference. I can't say enough about it. So make sure that you're doing it and make sure that you join us in March of 2019. So that just about wraps this episode up for the Average Jake Firefighter Podcast. Thanks for listening. Again, I appreciate every single person who takes a couple hours or an hour out of their day to listen to, to the, what I have to say, the guests that I have to say. My goal when I started this was just to be able to share what I think about the fire service and maybe bring you some names of some people that you had never heard of, okay? Maybe bring you some names of some people that you've never heard of and push their name forward in the fire service because there's a lot of great firefighters out there that don't have a medium to speak, and I want to be able to provide that for them. So if you want to be a guest on the Average Jake Firefighter Podcast, DM me on Twitter, email me uh, through the website. Uh, the blog is averagejakefirefighter.com. I'm on Twitter at AverageJakeFF. I'm on LinkedIn at Robert Owens. I'm on Instagram at AverageJakeFF. Contact me through any of those mediums if you think you want to be a guest on the Average Jake Firefighter Podcast. I've had a ton, a ton of great feedback, a ton of great guests. I'm looking for more because as interesting as I may be to some people, they always want to hear other people's point of view. And that's great because I want to hear other people's point of view. So make sure that you follow me on all those. Make sure that you message me. If you're on iTunes, give it a five-star rating. If you're on any of these other listening uh, devices, Google Play, Spotify, Podbean, any of these things that you're listening to this podcast, make sure you rate it as high as you can so people can find us. Especially if you want, if you want to be truly loyal to this podcast, let people be able to find it. Share it on your social media. Share it on your Facebook page. Uh, and lastly, I say this every time. Make sure you're spending one hour a day in the gym working on your physical fitness. One hour in the day in the library reading, uh, making, learning something about our job. Watch a YouTube video. All of those things. Educate yourself about our job. And then one hour a day spending, spend some time hands-on training. Putting your hands and practicing the skills that we need to be able to do our job. If you do that, You'll be a pretty phenomenal firefighter. Thanks and stay safe.